You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment. Warning, the episode you're about to listen to may include plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off! Benedict Cumberballs! Hi, welcome to Trek Off. My name's Justin. And my name's Alexia. And if the audio's a little different right now, it's for two reasons. One, we're in a room at Intervention, and two, um, I forgot the mics that we normally use. I, swear, um, I don't know how you get anything done without me. I swear I don't. Because um, I do? Sometimes? Um, sometimes. I'm surprised you have pants on. Shit. Well, usually I don't. <laughs> um, Little known fact. Every time I arrive, I like, Justin, put on some fucking pants. So, um, so listen, uh, we're going to put it on Front Street for you that we're going to not talk about Star Trek probably that much during this show. Um, not that we always do, but, uh, <laughs> but, we, have, but we have some uh, really cool and interesting people around us. We are at the uh, Intervention, which is, uh, what does Intervention stand for? Anyone? Well, it stands Internet for Internet Convention. Convention. Internet Convention. What's your name? Uh, I'm Isaiah. I'm the tech guy. What does the tech guy do? What is intervention? Well, first of all, what is intervention? Give, give me the 30-second elevator speech. What, like, what? I want to have an intervention. What is that? <laughs> well, it's basically about um, internet culture. So everything from, from web comics to blogging to social media and how to get yourself out there, um, you know, how to bring your digital life into your real life and how to, you know, properly mix the two and, and just be an awesome person online. All right. So, so that is... I like the sound of that shit. That's what we try and do somewhat. Like, we're online, and I we're know, people. I, just, I don't know if I'm so good at being an awesome person online, if people are, like, flocking to me because they're like, she's so awesome online. So yeah. how does one become so an, awesome online. Uh, how does one become an awesome person online? How do people do that? Yeah, well, like to, step one, you come to intervention. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Next. <laughs> then you attend the conferences. You, you, you connect with people. Um, you meet some of your... Your online gods and goddesses, and, and you ask them questions, and and then you meet with Oni and Harknell, who are the you know the chair people, and and then step two question mark and step three profit. Excellent. <laughs> there we go. Spelled out. So um the reason that like so we were we were gonna go like record like do a normal track out recording, and we were having a conversation um about LARPing. Um, um, that I was like, I'm just going to whip out the thing and start. Well, let, let I'm just going to whip out my thing and start. <laughs> I'm going to whip out my thing That's what and he did. Start. And then I said, no, Justin, the other thing. And, and then the, like, cop, oh, right. the cop showed up and I went to jail. And then I fought back and then I had to stay there for the rest of my life. And then I died in jail. It was a sad story. Anyway, um, going on to what is, what is a LARP? I, I, I've never heard of LARP a LARP. A what? acronym for live action role play. It is a form of interactive theater that is uh, largely unscripted. Um, in a normal uh, production, you would have you know, scripts and sets and what have you. In a LARP setting, you are handed something called a character sheet, which is a rough description of the motives of the person you'll be playing, uh, a description uh, expressed usually numerically of their physical and mental, mental abilities. 
And then from those guidelines, you then come up with your own dialogue. The setting itself is uh, administered by someone who's called a storyteller. They describe the scene around you. They set the uh, set the tone of things. Something akin to a game master, perhaps. It's uh, one and the same. Okay. It's the same thing. Uh, they also uh, have uh, usually other assistants that are referred to as either assistant storytellers or narrators that uh, play the parts of other characters. They're not being played by the players. You know, antagonists. They're non-player you. characters, like NPCs. That is correct. Uh, I am accustomed. Off his now I am accustomed to giving this explanation to people who have no idea at all what I'm talking about. Awesome. Yeah, he just. No, that's you're, that's perfect. That is just showing off. Yeah, he's just showing off because like I I used to play role playing games like tabletop. I've never done LARP, but so he knows like some of the terminology. He's excited to share it. That's all. Just said tabletop, so clearly you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, people who aren't gamers don't use that word unless they're referring to like you know office furniture. <laughs> Or a BMX trick. But the number of times that, you know, I have been at games, we've had new people, and they give you this look like, you've lost your damn mind. What the hell is going on? Okay, well, let me give you the nickel tour. First of all, no, that man has not murdered anyone. That's not actually a gun. Please don't call the police. Now, let me... <laughs> nah, seriously, that, that conversation's happened way, way more than it should. Uh, let me explain what's going on. The conversation that, uh, I'm sorry, what's your name again, bud? Justin. That uh, Justin was uh, alluding to at the beginning of his uh, broadcast was that I was explaining to him what I refer to as the four levels of LARPing, uh, which is basically how involved with the imaginary environment they're in the player is. At the first level, you know, you could be standing there, you know, dressed as, uh, you know, you could stand, be standing there dressed as Batman, and they're not seeing that Batman is talking to them. There's a guy dressed as Batman who's talking to them. They're only perceiving the room they're physically actually in and the person they're actually talking to. They're not really interacting with the game environment at all. Can I pause you real quick? Mm -hmm. What's your name? Uh, my name is Ed. I'm with uh, Damocles Thread Development, uh, and I'm a direct employee of Benjamin Walker. Throw your uh, throw a website out where people can listen. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, you can uh, find our uh, home LARP at echoesofempires.com. That's echoesofempires.com.org. It's .org. I'm sorry, it's .org. I always make that mistake. Okay, now go on. Sorry, wait, we, we had an People are like, they're listening going, who's this guy, and how do I find him? So yeah, I'm always afraid of that. <laughs> yeah. My name is Hugh Man. Um, Ensign Hugh Man. Huge jacked man. Okay. So that Ensign's bucking for your job, Kiff. No, that's level. That's level four. Is that level one? That's level one. It goes up. At level two, they are aware that there's somebody. The, the image that's occurring is picture a cheap cardboard cutout mask in front of you. <laughs> and they're like, yes, I am cheap cardboard cutout mask, and I am talking to you about the thing that I am saying now. Ha, 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 ha. My diabolic plan is now working. Moo, ha, 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 Now, I'm not saying they're phoning it in. I'm saying that they're not perceiving. They don't understand they're not, per yeah, they're, not they're, not they're not connecting to their imaginations. They're going, okay. Yes, I'm playing... I am playing pretend. I am... Would you like to play pretend with me? Bang, bang, I am the cowboy. I ha, 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 ha. Now you die. I found the perfect axe. 
<laughs> Sorry, I quote cartoons way too much. I watch way too many cartoons for my own good. Uh, at the third level is when you get actual role playing, where they have stepped enough outside of themselves to understand the numbers they're looking at on the character sheet, translate that into actions, and are interacting with the environment. They understand that when the storyteller says, you're in a woods 50 miles away, the fact that they can look like 10 feet over and see their buddies, no, they're 50 miles away, man. Yeah. <laughs> when the park ranger shows up, you can't run 10 feet over to your buddies, they're 50 miles away. Have a good time with that. Do I see this happening? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that kind of thing happens a lot. Are there girls there? I want to do them. Magic missling the darkness happens more often than you'd think. <laughs> you make Mountain Dew come out of my nose. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's me, Engine of Destruction for you. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> All right. Uh, and the, at level four? At level four, they have actually understood the environment enough to get it to do things for them. Okay. Where they are using the environment as a tool for telling the story. And so that's when they've achieved, like, player status. Where that's like, when they've attained the point where they can actually start winning. <coughs> okay. How uh, do you win? That's the one thing I haven't, like, when, when, I've, when I played tabletop, it was like, you know, there's not like a, you don't win. Like, you go and you play every week and, like, you hope you don't fucking die. Um, yeah. Because that's oh. not losing, but it. It kind of is, because, like, now you have to fucking start over right, from how scratch. Do I, how do I personally win? Yeah, but, like, how do you win? How does what, what is, what is... <laughs> yeah, what is winning in live action? Because it's, because uh, that's more of an encapsulated, like, this is the experience, right? It's not the same as, like, yeah. an ongoing thing, right? Uh, many times they are ongoing things. Uh, for example, the uh, home Echoes of Empires game runs every alternate Saturday in Newark, Delaware, and has been running for about seven years now. Nice. Uh, and it's a continuous story. How I win personally, uh, anytime someone throws plot at you, they're actually handing you power in disguise. Okay. When I, you win have figured, by, I win by hearing the lamentations of the wind. Yeah. When you have figured out how to turn any plot they throw at you into more power for you and outlive everybody else. I have been involved in LARPs in Delaware since around 1995. In that entire time, I've had a grand total of one character death, and I did it on purpose for artistic purposes. That's cool. That's awesome. Epic. <laughs> so, in completely unrelated news, first of all, thank you. Um, that's awesome. I, I, like, I guarantee there are people who are listening right now who've never heard of a LARP. Have really? Never yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Like, if, I, just, I thought all of us geek folk had. Yeah, but the you thing is, I mean? is, is like, I was a geek folk for a long time, but it wasn't until I knew more like professional actors who were involved in it. Because I like the, there's not there wasn't all the crossover I think there would be, especially for non-con going track fans. Huh. So um, Cross, crossover is one of the more challenging things because sometimes things don't fit together uh, very well. Uh, for example, um, one of the home games we've been fiddling around with, it's nothing we're going to be putting into production or anything, is combining uh, the role-playing game Exalted with the role-playing game Cult. These are by completely different companies. They use completely different settings. They're using completely different systems. But combining those two together into a cohesive whole, that's really where crossover's at. He said combining into a cohesive whole, and I was just like, gross. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so in completely other news, in absolutely other news, uh, jumping off of LARP to having talked about Batman um, earlier, 
There was some news this week. Um, was there? That I would like to discuss here with Christina. Um, um, do you know who's playing Batman now? Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> I even hate to do. It. I feel. I, I. I feel like I'm like shouting cr- like fire in a crowded theater. Like like, what do you think about Batman. Ben Affleck playing Batman? I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> that was why a good, nicely done. You know. Well, he wasn't quite a great daredevil. I don't know if he has the ability to do the superhero thing. Plus, he's Ben Affleck, and he plays oh, one oh, person. He was, he was a great daredevil. It wasn't, his, it wasn't his fault that the script he was given was shit. Here's what I will say. Oh, hold, 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 what is your name, sir? Paul. Okay, can I just, because I want to agree with Paul. Okay. Because I also enjoy, I, okay, maybe he doesn't actually enjoy Daredevil, but I enjoyed Daredevil. I, I, like, I, I'm not trying to say it was, like, the best movie ever. I wasn't like, oh, my God, have you seen Daredevil? Um, but it was enjoyable, and Ben Affleck was fine. Like, I wasn't like, was I don't he, believe he's Daredevil. He? I don't believe him at all. Did you like, believe he was a lawyer in that? I did. I did believe he was a I lawyer. I believe him now. That's like, I believe him now. It could be worse. I'm, I'm just believe, saying, like... like he, he's not that. I mean, it's. And he's. I would like to. I would like to say. Kevin well, Smith. and. Okay, so, what people people put so much on the actors, and frankly, the actors have so little to do with the quality of the movie that you wind up watching. Ninety percent of it is the directing, the editing, the production design, the art design. George Clooney would be an f- awesome fucking Batman. He had a horrible script, and he wound up playing, you know. I, I, yeah. I don't know if I agree, exactly. though. I don't, because the no, no, thing no, no. is, well, I thought he would. Are you really going to give me the face like you're not going to I'm just saying I wasn't finished yet. <laughs> Go ahead. Nip, you know, it's like. Jesus. I think that George Clooney would be a, a fine Batman if he had a good script and he had a good director and he had good art direction. Instead, he wound up playing like the Blue Terminator. You know, he was like, you know, fighting the Blue I Terminator. Disagree I disagree. I'm just saying okay, the reason I, I feel like the thing about Batman and the, and the only thing that gives me pause is that I think that it has to be not just about being Bruce Wayne or Batman. You have to be both. And I think the problem with Clooney and the problem with Kilmer was that they couldn't do both. But they were Bale, fine as Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale in Batman and Robin would would it, the movie still would have sucked and and everybody would think Christian Bale. Sucked it would as not Batman. have sucked as bad. It no, wouldn't have. It would have sucked it wouldn't as bad. Have. But now now look at it like this: Frank Miller Batman, the epitome of Batman. Can you picture anyone else doing it but Clooney? Uh, Frank Miller, Year One Batman, or Frank Frank Miller, uh, um, Dark Knight Returns Batman. Dark Knight Returns Batman. Can I picture anyone but Clooney doing that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, you want a, you want a list of ten actors I can I can picture better than Clooney doing it? Top ten, go. Top ten. Um, <laughs> Carl Urban, Josh <laughs> Brolin. Um, uh, hell, hell, you know what? Yeah. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. No, are you from from Dark Knight Returns Batman? Old gristled, like Being like the damaged shit out of Superman, Batman, da- yeah. damaged Batman. Um, <laughs> I, I, ten years, uh, twenty years ago, I would have said uh, Clint Eastwood. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I could go like like a, frankly, a man's man. Is that that's 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 sort yeah, of yeah, sort of exactly. Um, I could honestly, I could see you. Before George Clooney, yeah, that's uh, George. George Clooney is George Clooney is a different type. The type that he plays. Um, major diss on George. He does Bruce Wayne well. I just I don't I didn't get I didn't get the Batman from him. 
Like, that's the part he didn't sell it's me. because on. he didn't whisper really loud. <laughs> that's right, frankly. Like, he needs to have something. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously you're making a joke, but I'm saying, like, seriously, like, David, Christian Bale David, is fucking terrified when David he's Bore, David Boreanaz. Um, oh, um, David Boreanaz. Or, 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 for that matter, Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah, I think Fillion would be silly about it. Would he be silly about it? Think Serenity. Serenity. Okay. After the after the Reavers have 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 done the thing, and he's walking away from him, he goes he goes he goes any anyone who's not doing what I say better better you know do what I say or whatever whatever his line is. But just when he goes get to work, yeah. and he walks away, I'm like that guy could fucking be bad. Think of him as yeah. the priest in Buffy. As Caleb. As Caleb. Okay. I, I yeah. feel like Bad. Michael Keaton. Yeah. I, Yo, I think that would have that, that would have been a stroke no, of Adam genius. Adam was the best Batman. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. They want to do an older Batman. The whole point of this is they from what I what I understand what they want to do with Batman, they want to do a Batman in his 40s and 50s. A guy who's Michael been around. Keaton would have been a stroke they, of they would have brought Michael Keaton that back. Awesome. That would have be been Batman. the shit. I would have been Think so about the buzz. Think about how, how, how everybody yeah. would have been really excited. And the continuity. The continuity there would have been so cool. It would have been mind blowing. Oh my gosh. There's no continuity. That's how we ended up with all these fucking reboots. You don't need to reboot Spider Man two years after Spider Man. Come on. I know. That shit's ridiculous, right? Like, I mean, I get it when it's like we did that shit like 15 years ago and now we have special effects. Like, how about like 25 years ago? Or whatever. Even. wind up with Star Wars. Well, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I, I'm holding out. Well. I'm, look, I'm, I'm reserving judgment on Star Wars for the time being. Yeah, George we'll Lucas is no longer involved, so I'm going to reserve judgment. Oh well, that, that's cool because he really didn't have anything to do with the with the trilogy to begin with. With the original? It's the only one I talk about. Ah. <laughs> it's the only one we acknowledge. Uh, I I I have. This to guy do... likes the first three. I like all. I like all six. You the know first three were. Good movies, but they weren't Star Wars movies. And as long as you don't look at them as Star Wars and just forgive, forgive them every time Jar Jar and every other racial epitaph pops up on screen, <laughs> and you take it just as as a fun movie, they were okay. But the fact that they were Star if I you had a six-year-old, the six-year-old would sit there and love the shit out of these movies. Can I raise my hand? Can I raise my hand? Check this out. I have a seven-year-old who was six when they re-released Star Wars Episode One in 3D. Can I tell you, Jar Jar Binks is not the problem with the movie. Anakin Skywalker is not the problem with the movie. Yes. The problem with the movie is 40 minutes of Senate hearings in the middle of the movie. Mm. When you're sitting there with a kid... And you and you start checking your you start wanting Jar Jar to come back. You start wanting the kids to come back because what you're getting is Senate deliberations. You're getting from the moment. So this is watching C-SPAN. Watching C-SPAN. I've said this before. From from the from, with the exception of Darth Maul having the little fight with 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 uh, Qui Gon on Tatooine, mm -hmm. there is no action from the moment that they leave Naboo till after they leave Coruscant and go back to Naboo. Nothing, there's no action of any kind for about 45 minutes. And it's mostly discussions about Senate hearings. And it is deadly. It is <laughs> deadly. The problem with, with, with Star, and I love that somebody did, did another edit of it, is the problem with Star Wars, Star Wars Episode One is that it's dragging. Is there a really renegade slow. edit of it or something? Yeah, it's called like the, it's Highlander called, style. It's called the Phantom <laughs> Edit. Somebody, somebody, and I think I, I, the I, Princess Bride 
the good parts. Yeah. Done Star Wars style. Yeah. That's they redid the three movies and you know, switch pulled scenes out and switched them around and it's watchable. Really? The That's great editing can do a lot. The thing that I heard yesterday that makes me so excited about the new Star Wars movies is this. They've just announced they're not shooting it on, on uh, digital video. What? They're shooting. They're, they're, they're shooting on the film, and not only the not only film, but they're shooting on the same film stock that they shot the original trilogy, and they're doing mostly practical effects. They'll use digital effects to enhance the practical effects. They're not shooting <gasps> oh, digitally. Cool. Lucas yeah. You know what this Lucas is, like is good at? Lucas is good at world building. He's good at like he's got he's good as the big idea guy. And come up with a story and then hand it off to Lawrence Kasdan to write a script. That's what that's what that dude does well. Uh, I have one thing that I hold against the first three movies. Yes, sir. Let me set the scene for you. <laughs> so I'm a kid, maybe eleven years old. I believe you. Sitting in a sitting that's in a, a dark life. theater with my father. Oh, you were talking the about the past. Come up and Darth Vader walks on the scene. And that is someone who walks like they're a god. There's blaster fire everywhere. People are dying left and right. And he walks in the place like he owns it. I looked at the face of God the day I saw Darth Vader. Like, I want to be that man. He controls everything in his environment. He is in control of himself and his environment to such a degree that he was an inspiration to me for years afterward. You were part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Exactly. Like, oh, there's blaster fire going. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Fuck. Just uh, look at Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a shit. And you know, and I get. No, 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 no. Uh, where are the plans? What where are, are the plans? Do to me? Bring me another one. Yeah, and and <laughs> I and, and you know, and he and he does it even more in Empire when they when they when he. Do not be too proud of this technological terror you have created. When Han Solo when Han Solo pulls out the gun and Darth Vader's just like, bitch, please. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, one of the most badass scenes in movie history. Where he just holds this out his hand and just blasts off his hand. I'm not even talking about Darth Vader. I'm talking about Han Solo. He's sitting there and his friend just turned on him and you know his best well his best sort of friend betrayed him and they're going in and he knows something's up and he sees vader doesn't think doesn't look doesn't you know just boom that's because han shot first (laughs) (laughs) to take that image of that epic godlike figure and turn it into a pathetic whiny child who is easily manipulated and drug around and basically just bitches about his love life and kills children, that's not Darth Vader. I don't know who that guy is. That's Luke Skywalker. He's definitely Luke Skywalker, that's true. (laughs) But that damn sure ain't Darth Vader. If I am Lucas and I want to write the story of young Vader, if I'm back there, I start him as a teenager in episode one and he's like 25 by episode two. And, yeah, and you certainly don't start with the fucking pod races and have him fucking save the world by by an accident you know, as a child. Really, we wrote that and said that was a good story. Like he's he's like six or seven. He accidentally hits buttons in a ship and saves everybody. Wow. What the fuck? You have a point. I mean, I'm not gonna say you. I I just think that there was this great line where 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 Kenobi's like Kenobi's like um. Darth Vader was seduced by the dark side of the force, you know, and I don't see the seduction. No, nope. I, I see, I see, see like, it. I see, like, I don't know if the Jedi are good or bad, and I'm jealous. I just cut off Mace Windu's hands. I will kill everybody. You know, and it's just like yeah, it's that, like him. It's like being a tender tantrum. Like he's like a child. Like I want this stuff, and I want it. If the Jedi will give it to me, then I'll 
And that's a crime. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, the, the tale of an otherwise noble person who has actually bought into the dedication to the discipline, to the training that being one of those people meant that is, over the course of time, slowly drawn in and corrupted. And still doing it voluntarily, even knowing that that's happening to you. Yeah. That is a different story, and that's a story that I'd want to see. Right? So I want to throw I want to throw it out to you that there is a book, um, a Star Wars book called The Rise of, of Darth Vader, or something like that. The right, and I, I had a long drive to um, Georgia and back All right. um, when we visited the, the Star Trek Farragut sets, and... Um, and it goes from the end of episode three to the beginning of episode four. And it, it actually deals with some of the things that you're talking about. It deals with, it's, it's, it's from Vader's point of view. And it is the final destruction of that Anakin Skywalker into the Vader that you know. And, and how he is actually at first, like, like, like how he deals with the suit, how he's, how he's in pain every day, how he's not as agile as he used to be, and he now, like, he has to use the Force in a, in a much more forceful way. Um, and uh, basically him going after and exterminating a lot of the Jedi, but also, like, the dealing with what he's... It's, it's a fascinating, fascinating listen. It's, it's, I would go... What's it if, called again? It's called The Rise of Darth Vader or something like that. And then there's another one called Star Wars Darth Plagueis that is also... It's basically The Rise of Palpatine, which is also really interesting. Cool. If anyone is interested in stuff like that. Is anyone here a Star Trek fan? Yes. Oh, yes. And so thoughts on Star Trek Into Darkness now that it's coming out on... Damn it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan, not a commentator. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I mean, it had its issues. I mean, so did the first one. I and mean, there's just plenty of things you could sit there and pick apart if you want to. But I thought overall it was a fun movie. I, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? Are you not a wow. fan? Or? Spoiler alert. I, I yeah. enjoyed the first one. It was a fun reboot. It was interesting. Um, yeah, I haven't seen the new one yet. I, I just yeah. haven't gotten around to a movie in over in over a year. Well, it's on Xbox Video now, so like you can you can check it out and watch it. I yes, sir. It on my, right. my six-hour plane uh, right now. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about Star Wars earlier. Yeah. First of all, what's your name? Uh, my name is Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Welcome Hi, to Trek Off. Yes, King of the Zombies. <laughs> watch out for ninjas, dude. Because they fuck you up. Yeah, you. Anyways, yeah, 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 fuck you, dude. Fuck you and your fucking ninjas. (laughs) Well, back to Star Wars. You know, I'm a a Star Wars person. You know, core, first and foremost. And you know, I never grew up with Star Trek. So having experienced Star Trek via the movies, I was actually interested in looking back at the old Trek, and I really like it. And so the movies are kind of you know a gateway for the. So you're talking about the original series? Yeah, the original series. Right, because it's the shit. Yeah. So like the movies (laughs) are good. I love them, and they're great gateway for going back and yeah. looking at the original series, you know, Kirk, Spock, and all those guys. Yeah, and I'll take that any day of the week. Like, as bad as the second movie... Like, here's the thing, see? When it you wasn't don't, bad. It wasn't no, bad. It wasn't bad. Here's the thing. When we you saw... You know it, you're buying it the day it comes would out. Would you shut your fucking... Yes, of course yeah. I am. But anyway, <laughs> oh so we saw, we saw it together, and <laughs> we were seriously. like... We were so excited. And, like, I have to say, when it was over, both of us... Like, you know, teenage girls who had just seen Justin Bieber. Oh, my God, it was so good. No Did you see how Kurt, and then on the part, oh, yeah. my gosh, and then the, oh, my gosh, I know. Right, and then it's like on what the happened. the second watching? <laughs> the second watching, things that no, that I even noticed the first time around, I was sort of like, <clears throat> you know. Um, and, and then, like, and then, like, what happened is, like, as weeks, like, actually, a friend of mine on Facebook, like, said, I think it's time for us Trek fans to admit that the second, you know, Star Trek Into Darkness was not a good film. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go that far. 
But I will say that, like, upon reflection and no longer in the glow of, I saw some more Star Trek, um, I have to admit there's a lot uh, that could be better. <laughs> and, like, specifically, like, for me, the Carol Marcus thing was really upsetting because, like, being a chick... So, there, so there's this shot where Carol Marcus is just... Like in her underwear for the sake of the show. Just gratuitous. Like he's not having sex with her. It's you know, and like somebody else brought up like there's a like the there's I think there's a moment in that movie, like where he's like in a three way or whatever. And I'm like, here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing. Kirk may have fucked a lot of bitches, but he was a classy dude. He thought he loved every fucking one of them. I'm just saying. No, 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 he did. Watch the show. He did watch the show. uh, uh, Every episode that he would die for them that week. Yeah, like he really. It was like, and it was. Like okay. the, ultimately, yeah. the thing was that his his primary love was his ship and his crew. So at the end of the day, the woman, I'm so, I love you, babes, but I got I gotta go. Like that was the I thing. Go. I got to go. My ship <laughs> needs me, baby. I'm sorry, but like I just so like when they do it that now and then they have the fucking Carol Marcus and it's like listen, this isn't the '60s anymore where like we have to have chicks in fucking mini dresses. Like let's do Star Trek the way Star Trek should be done, which is supposed to be showing us what we can do. And if we've come this far, like where did women's lib not even happen? Like I feel like a little bit like that's true when I watch this and Carol Marcus, what does she do? She's a big scientist, right? And she goes up and then and his hand gets stuck in the thing. And then she just hits it with like a hammer or something. I'm like, really? So she was smart like five fucking minutes ago. And then we were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't have time for that bitch to be smart. Just hit it with something hard. It's the consequence of fucking fucking Kirk. You lose your brain. She doesn't fuck Kirk in the movie. So that's what I mean by fucking your brains out. (laughs) (laughs) You see the new Star Trek? Yes. What did you think? I liked it. I Yay. did. I did. I, 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 with all its flaws and everything, I, okay, I also like really bad movies, so um, <laughs> I don't know whether this is a consequence of it being a really bad movie and I liked it, or it's just being a mediocre so movie and I liked it. <laughs> okay, I didn't get to see Sharknado. I'm oh. so upset. Okay. Well, it's, you I'm missed so Shark last night, so, yeah. It won't oh. go away. Yeah. Yeah, it won't go away. I'll um, get a chance. But yeah, no, I, I really... I'm waiting for Chimpalanche. What's your name? I'm Amber. Hi, Amber. Hi. Hi Amber. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really liked it, and not just because Benedict Cumberbatch can take an evil, evil shower. Um, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch can do whatever the fuck he wants as Eight far as minutes. I'm concerned. Like, I know some of the people that were like, he, he, was con- he was con. Like, and I'm like, here's the thing. He's better than Cumberbatch. Shut your fucking mouth. I think the performances are fine. Shut up, take my money. Better than Cumberbatch is in it. Shut up, take my money. So you're saying that basically they could film him like reading a laundry list? Yes. Yes. He's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he... he, All right, so... Because he'd be here like reading this and he goes, Robots on Mars and other awesome things about space. Tell me more. He did that like cold, hard, yeah. unfeeling thing. But then, so then he had the, the, the thing is, like, what he does is so much better than that because it's not actually cold and unfeeling. Like you think it is on the surface, and the but tear. inside, yeah. the, the, the fucking it's like, oh my god. That might be, he could just be like, I am the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> Here, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're like, like, oh, take no. my pants off. <laughs> Please fuck me now. When he, when he gives the line that, you know, so they are my family, is there nothing that you would not do for your family? 
And it's like, well, he's, he's kind of got, got, got a point. So what makes bad guys relatable? You yeah. know, because a bad guy doesn't think of himself as, as a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, you're watching the movie and you're like, wait, it's kind of a good guy? Right. Well, they, I like the way they acknowledge yeah. that, too, because he says, are we helping him? I thought we were helping him. And he goes, or, or, are we helping, is he him helping us or are, yeah. are we, we helping, helping him? him? Yeah. Because I think we're helping him. And I was like, ooh. Like, they just kind of gave me the chills. I and if you didn't cool. know the history from Star Trek and they didn't have the one line where, like, what you're trying to do is exterminate people. There's, like, one line where Spock says that. And that's it. And if you don't know the history from Star Trek before, you would absolutely side with him and go, like, like yeah, fucking, yeah, Starfleet's an asshole. They're a bunch of dicks. Like, why would they do saw, that? I never saw the original Wrath of Khan. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. I still haven't seen it because I really the, want uh, to. But yeah, I know. The original um, appearance of, of Khan uh, you know, space from the, from the space old space series. Yeah. Botany Bay. Um... Botany Bay! Botany <laughs> Bay! He shows that he is a man who, he has focus. Yeah. He has a purpose. He's genetically engineered. And when they give course. him a world yeah. to conquer, he was made to conquer a world. He was built for he that. He was built purpose. for it, yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to give me a world to conquer? Great. I don't care there are any people on it. It's a world. I'm going to go conquer it now. Groovy. We're out of here. No more messing with you guys. I got a world to conquer. Great. Oh, hey, Kirk, you know uh, about that planet you gave me? Uh, it was kind of a dud. <laughs> so, uh, fuck you. I'm yeah, going to yeah, do something about this because, you know, we thought we were getting a cool deal here, having a whole world to conquer. And then you and said, then you screw you guys, us. I'm going ham. <laughs> you know, I think, I think the fact is, is that we've gotten, as Star Trek fans, we've gotten a little spoiled. So I look at Star Trek two. And there are problems in Star Trek Two that because there was no other Star Trek and because you didn't have the next generation in Deep Space Nine and Enterprise and Voyager and the good stuff that's in Next Gen and good stuff that's in Deep Space Nine and the other stuff that's in Voyager and Enterprise. It's there. Gotta look for uh, it. Uh, yeah, sure. You yeah. Gotta dig a little more. Yeah. Um, dig for it. Dig. But two mix is great. Um, so, uh, so the that I think that you we're spoiled now to the point where like. If that movie, yeah. if our Into Darkness had come out, let's say pre, let, let's say pre Next Gen, and we were to see that movie, even with those special, we would have dug it. We would we would have been yeah, so probably. into that. But we now expect we've seen the best of the best of the best the of both worlds, you know, yeah. and it's like the yeah. completely changed sci-fi movies, but the original Alien. Sure. The first hour of that movie is so slow. Yeah. The idea is that it's the suspense you mm -hmm. builds that it was terror. It what makes it terrifying. Oh my God. terrifying. terrifying. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, kids today they go back and watch it like this is boring. They don't get it, yeah. yeah. And yet somehow James Cameron, when he made Aliens, which still translates today, you still don't see the alien until an hour and five exactly. minutes in. And yet it is not slow. That's so James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is to say nothing about Ridley Scott. You know, I think Prometheus is everything we need to say about Ridley Scott. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you see Prometheus? Wish I, I saw didn't. bits and pieces of Prometheus. Did you see the only part that was worthwhile, which is the part where she scene? takes the, th yeah, the abortion shit? The, the, the abortion and everything that Michael Fassbender does. Because You'll never get that time back. 
You know what? If, except for everything that Michael Fassbender does, because him, if I could just get a movie with him and Go to YouTube, see if somebody's made one of those compilation yeah. videos. <laughs> Michael Fassbender and Benedict Cumberbatch sitting around just, just shooting the shit. Yeah, I would for, watch a, that for an hour and a half. Six hours straight. How about? How intense would that be? I would need breaks because Wait. it would be so intense. <laughs> Wait a second. Shooting the shit on a bus ride. I'm gonna blow your mind for a minute. Well, here we are on a bus. Ben uh -oh. Benedict Cumberbatch, Batman. Wow! Benedict Cumberbatch, man. Oh wow! Now I need new pants. So has everybody heard? Completely, well, not completely off topic. It's Benedict Cumberbatch, but um, so he has this problem with his fangirls being called Cumberbitches. Okay, he he believes that it is demeaning to the women. Yeah, so, exactly. He's like, he's like, don't call those hoes that. And then everybody really gets up in arms. Yeah. And that I saw it. And then there was a fight, and I got in a fight with him, and he beat me up, and I went to the hospital. I'm terribly well, sorry. Did you see how, um, how Cumberbatch related to uh, the paparazzi that one? You know, yeah. over the last couple of weeks. With yeah, it's a, he, yeah. He was like, like, go take photographs of Egypt. You know, it's more interesting. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, sorry, I derailed you. I apologize. It, all good. Um, instead of being cumber bitches, we are cumber cookies because a bunch of them is a cumber batch. Oh, oh that's cute! Clever. Clever boy. I'll be a cumber cookie. Uh, See, I'm a cumber cookie. Actually, I'm If you're cute, you're a cucumber. Oh, you're a <laughs> I get it. You know. Oh. No, no, I'm a cumber cookie because because I, 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 I will. I will. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> that said. Yeah, if Benedict yeah. was just like, you want to be a cumber cookie, 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 you'd be like, I'm a cumber cookie, yeah, cookie. please just read stereo instructions to me now. <laughs> I think we could probably pull it off. Press the DVD 5.1. He has read porn. There is an MP3 out there of him reading porn. And let me tell you, that that is an MP3 that is uh, that is near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. She has like seven minutes of it memorized. <laughs> where they have um, a combination of actors and porn stars reading from either scripts or erotica, you know, in in their work voices, and it, the the transposition is amazing, and you actually get to see that well, sometimes porn stars actually can act, you know, when and sometimes actors just really should never talk about sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, the room's not better to Cumberbatch. He can talk about whatever he wants. The room is. I mean, I'm just saying, a man that you can fight, like totally want when he's like. I mean, even as Sherlock, when he's kind of a dick. Like if you I think know, about I know, it. I know. Kind of. But you still. British understatement. Right, I know, right. But the thing is, you just don't fucking care because he's so awesome. You know what else is awesome? Intervention is awesome. It and is. I am awesome. so excited that we've been able to be here and to talk to all you guys. But um, so, so my name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And this is Intervention. Say hi, Intervention. Hi. Trek off. Trek off, bitches.
You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeksradio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment.